My name is Morten Botbogt and this is The Wine World. We are here today doing an uh, interview with Filippa Pato and William Wouters. I would like to start by letting the two of you just tell me a little bit about the story of your winery, where it's from and uh, how you got to where you are today. So uh, I'm, I met Filippa through the wine first in 2003 because the first vintage she made on her own was 2001 and she came to visit me in Belgium to see which crazy guy was selling a, a Portuguese wine with, with Atlantic influence, with Arinto and Bical grapes. This is in 2003, you know. <laughs> it was the other era. Everybody was selling Chablis and the Sancerre in Belgium, and we were selling Portuguese whites. It was a bit strange, so she came to visit me, and we spoke, and we met again in 2004. We met again in 2005. I went to visit her, and I, uh, I recorded her name as Luisa Pato. For me, it was like the daughter of Luis Pato should be Luis Zapato. It's <laughs> 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 a good joke. <laughs> but I was really honestly convinced her name was Luisa Filippa. <laughs> and a year later, we met, we met on, a, on a marriage. <clears throat> and three weeks later, we went together to Brazil. We came back as a couple. And now, you know, this is uh, 13 years later, two kids and uh, 17 hectares of vines. And, you know, I sold everything in Belgium. And then we were doing the project together. And uh, yeah, running well, you know. So uh. yeah, in fact, it was a you know a fantastic when when you do a, a couple is you can divide and get more uh, uh, much more uh, evolution together because uh, you speak with each other, you can make uh, your your thinking better because uh, is together is you you can evolve much more. And um, we had chance to 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 find fantastic vineyards, and uh, we just started on the right moment. In 2001, it was uh, still quite difficult to find vineyards uh, because uh, people were very attached to the vineyards and it was difficult to, to buy vineyards. But uh, since 2006, we had the chance to start our, to buy our vineyards and it was our uh, most f uh, fabulous experience to buy vineyards and to start to uh, work the vineyards uh, in a way we wanted, we dreamed to do so we could uh, do the uh, biodynamic way uh, and uh, so it was, it was fantastic uh, to have this chance to do it, uh, you know, by being the daughter of Luis. Um, I have chance to, to be in Bairrada, not in Burgundy, because uh, in Bairrada we still can uh, buy fantastic vineyards, fantastic terroirs. Uh, so we had chance to buy vineyards, uh, 130 years old, uh, beautiful vineyards that with enormous potential. And... Luckily, we arrived in that time because uh, a lot of vineyards, uh, if we didn't take over, was completely abandoned. So uh, we uh, we had we took over some vineyards uh, abandoned for one year, uh, and we could recuperate because Baga is very special. It's such a grape uh, that adapts to the, the climate of Bairada that uh, is so resistant to the local conditions. Uh, we is fascinating grape, uh, and we we completely focus our work in the red wines with Baga because we really believe uh, is the best thing. It's not the easiest way, but it's the best way. But what is Baga like? Because most people might not know Baga. Baga is a, is the local grape variety and uh, in fact is an exception for Portugal. Normally, if you normally taste the Portuguese wine, is a blend of different grapes like Douro, Alentejo, Dão, etc. But Baga is, a, a, is a, attached to Bairada, is a mono varietal. And it's a very special grape um, because it's a, a grape variety with uh, nice tannins. Uh, we can 
who live, he can live very, very long time, decades, and um, is a, a grape variety who adapt very well to the limestone soil. So we have all these uh, plots in limestone. Uh, Baga performs enormously good in this kind of terroir. And uh, we have an Atlantic climate, so uh, also Baga loves a moderated climate, so not very warm, not very cold. So uh, our climate is the ideal for this, for this grape. Uh, Baga means small berry, so it's a very small berry. And uh, so we have uh, uh, a lot of tannins because the, the, the amount of, of uh, skin for the, the juice is very big. So you have uh, a lot of tannins and this is quite... Um, uh, is is the reason we can have so much evolution and it's so good for your heart because uh, it's the antioxidant part of the wine. So how do you work with the vineyards? Uh, we work uh, biodynamic uh, uh, and um, we we like to harvest uh, on the right moment. So I always compare uh, to harvest uh, baga is like uh, William when he does a, a good uh, steak. Uh, not raw, not overdone. So you have to find the juicy point. And uh, for the bag, it's very nice to find that point. You need to, of course, we focus in Bairada. We don't make wine in Douro, Alentejo, whatever. We we are 100% in our region. So we are able to walk in the vineyards every day. And uh, by we have chance to find the right moment for the harvest. And uh, by tasting the grapes, it's not... Uh, by the analysis we, sh- we decide, but, but by the taste, uh, the moment is uh, juicy and nice tannins, we, we harvest. We use also uh, for the vinification, part of the grapes are wall cluster. So we harvest everything by hand. And as we select the grapes uh, in the vineyard, not in the triage on the, on the assortment uh, table on the winery, we prefer to do it in the vineyard uh, because we have always the same team harvesting. So we, they, it's uh, a good team that is uh, used to select the grapes. So we, we are able also to make some wall cluster. So we, we use like, it depends of the year, but between 20 to 40% wall cluster that we like this uh, freshness, this uh, lightness, and also is an energy who keeps the wine much, much longer with a nice vibrancy that we, we love. We love we love acidity, of course, juiciness, but we love uh, fresh wines that we uh, you, you can pair very well with food and uh, it gives you an envy to taste another more glass. So not very heavy style of wines. Uh, not uh, <clears throat> Normally our wines maximum 13 degrees, uh, not because I choose the degree, but it's because I find the balance that. Um, and uh, it's wines that we can uh, drink more than a glass. So is uh, we are also drinkers at home. We drink so many wines from around the world. And my husband made a big influence on me because uh, by having a wine bar in Antwerp for many years, uh, I could taste a lot of wine from all the world. So uh, we tasted a lot of uh, Italian wines, French wines, Austrian wines, uh, South African wines, uh, American wines. So. I had a chance to taste a lot of wines and uh, also it was a key uh, period for us for evolution, also for our winery. And also is why we believe so much in biodynamic because uh, most of the wines I tasted, I prefer, they were uh, biodynamic certified. So that's that's the reason also we made the step further, which is not easy in a region like Bairada because uh, we have a lot of uh, water in the springtime. Um, a lot like in Bergen, but <laughs> but we have uh, almost 1,000 uh, millimeters of uh, rain a year, so it's, it's quite a big uh, percentage. So we, all our vineyards are dry farming. Uh, we we um, we have a big uh, 
uh, a quantity of rain in springtime that is gives uh, more difficulty times uh, for uh, the medium and uh, for the medium. But as we work with the very resistant grape for for that, uh, is again another advantage advantage of working uh, with Baga is so adapted to the region that we can uh, have much less tre treatments. And if I use Uh, an international grape variety or uh, another grape that is not uh, so adapted there. So um, we use a lot of plants that we search also in Bairada. So um, and, uh, we don't use only the normal uh, plants that uh, we use in, in France uh, for the biodynamic preparates, uh, uh, but we use also local plants we investigate from uh, Bairada like aloe vera. Uh, we use instead of chamomile because it's also a sun protector. And uh, is also fungic. Uh, so we, we investigate a lot of uh, the fennel we use because we have fennel in the vineyards. Uh, we use also the oregano. We use um, uh, a lot of uh, willow. Uh, of course, we have also the horsetail uh, a lot in the river because we have a, a very uh, nice river that crosses by rather from the north to the south. That is uh, Sertima. And uh, around the, the, this river is full of uh, horsetail. So we always go to collect the horsetail straight there because we like to use it fresh. Uh, so we, we avoid to use it, uh, all the plants dry when you have it fresh in the region and uh, they are available. So I think the answer of the, uh, to, to the biodynamic is to use all these uh, fantastic uh, uh, biodiversity of plants that can help us uh, with with the fungic capacity proven uh, to, uh, to work uh, in a good way, uh, avoiding the, the, the copper. So we, we are now uh, perfect on the limits of biodynamic uh, limits of uh, copper. So it's, uh, we could reduce much uh, th that uh, with, the, with, the with the diversity of plants we're using. How do you work in the cellar when making your wines? Uh, in the cellar, in fact, I always, when people ask me how to make your wine, I always think about vineyards because uh, when you have great vineyards, you don't need to make up in the cellar. So it's why we call it uh, authentic wines without makeup because uh, most of our time we spend in the vineyards. So um, uh, in the cellar, we, we're quite simple in a way. So we, we ferment uh, uh, partly with the wall cluster uh, and we work... Uh, Some wines we work in uh, in lagar in uh, oak lagar that is typical uh, was typical in Roman uh, times. So we and we use uh, also amphoras because um, uh, Bairada is a land of clay. So Bairada comes from clay uh, terracotta. So we we use again the amphoras uh, since since 2013 and. Um, We, we're quite happy with the result because uh, Bag has uh, a lot of tannins and uh, in a terracotta you have micro-oxygenation but you don't have a port of uh, tannins from the, like in the casks. So it's a, it's a wine we do, uh, call it post-Quercus, after oak, back and forth. We always look to the past to, to see the future because uh, to inspire for the future because I think it's a lot of things that we re can rediscover and to, to in order to have also more authenticity and to use the local materials uh, that keep the more authentic uh, perspective. So uh, is, is our way. And then we age also uh, the Nossa in uh, casks, uh, but not used, uh, not, not new, sorry, more used. 
500 liter minimum capacity, never barracks. We don't like barracks. Uh, we don't use any any size under 500 liters. Uh, and we use some uh, big tunnels of 2,000 liters. As we have now more vineyards, we could buy some uh, bigger size uh, casks that we, we like it. So, uh, of course, Barada is very divided. So we have a lot of small plots uh, that um, we can, we, we have, we prefer to vinify in, in casks to, to keep isolated, to know better the, the capacity of the region, uh, to understand better the puzzle of the region. But uh, we have now some vineyards of two hectares that we can use uh, the, the big casks. So we're quite happy with the evolution of our property. Uh, by having all the family together in Barada, we could make much bigger evolution. By uh, um, We could buy more vineyards, rent more vineyards, and have more uh, opportunities to try different terroirs. And uh, it's quite challenge and uh, passionable to, to work with the baga from different terroirs because each terroir gives you a different expression and is, is a bit like um, in Bergen the, the, with Pinot Noir. Uh, we, we don't speak about Pinot Noir, you speak about Bonnet, in Barrada is the same, you speak about the village that is completely different expression. And if you work with Baga, uh, is a grape variety who gives the opportunity to express the terroir. If you mix with other grapes, we don't express the terroir. Uh, you, if you have Turiga Nacional in different villages, they will, they will express the same way. And the uh, Baga is completely different. So it's, uh, it's one of the big points for me also about Baga. Uh, gets you the, the real terroir uh, influence. Do you bottle them differently as well? Are there single vineyard bottlings? Uh, only one. That is uh, Misson Vineyard. Uh, it's a vineyard with, uh, planted before Phylloxera. Uh, and uh, it's a vineyard really, really old uh, that we bought from a... Eight years old uh, men that could not uh, work anymore in the vineyard because it was all made by hand. And uh, he, he, when I asked him how old is the vineyard, was he told me it's a vineyard planted by my grandfather. So it's, uh, you can imagine it was a vineyard of 130 plus, uh, and uh, it's an amazing vineyard. We so we were so lucky to find it because uh, some of the vines are even pre So it's, it's really fantastic uh, to find this. And uh, this this uh, vineyard uh, first year was we could not uh, make uh, uh, it was only fifty kilos because it was two thousand fourteen was uh, really uh, we had to recuperate the vineyard the first year because it was almost abandoned for one year uh, more than a year one year and a half so we had to recuperate the vineyard it was like a jungle we had to clean up everything uh, first year it produced fifty kilos we could not make. Uh, a QV, but the year after we had enough to uh, fill one cask of 500 liters. So uh, 15 we started. is the only single vineyard we do because it's really special, really different than the rest. Um, the Nossa is a blend of three different locations because um, we believe that is uh, the better tree together than the tree separated. Uh, they, they have a better complexity and uh, quite regular year after year. So um, then also we, we make a blend of different terroirs and the post quercus as well. So The, the post quercus is uh, smaller bottles. Why? Uh, because um, the reason is smaller bottle is that in 2013 we started uh, to make this wine. We had less vineyards and we had also only two amphoras to start. So uh, we had only 700 liters of wine. So um, And our importers, we... Wanted all of them wanted this wine, and uh, so we uh, 
we we used the smaller bottles to make our guests uh, our clients happy so it was, it was a reason and then uh, when we have uh, uh, some more wine since i think 15 uh, we we could bottle some uh, liter bottles to make my husband happy as, as you see he's double size of me so <laughs> <laughs> i have the 50 centiliter huh. he has the 100 centiliter i'm outside <laughs> with him i'll have the liter yeah, yeah. My boss and friends have told me, you know, we did baby bottles, but that changes to a normal bottle, and then we put one liter bottles, okay. <laughs> you know. This is a very juicy wine. It's a wine that goes very easy inside. You know. it, it accents the, the fruity character of the baga. This is very interesting. Also, the challenge for us to make a, a baga more accessible for young people. We developed this now, and now I think we're on the right track. Postcard is good. Yeah, uh, I think the advantage of... Um the aging of a clay jar is that uh, you you soft down the tannins more. In the tannic grape, it's quite, it's quite interesting uh, because the, you don't need much oak in oak tannins in it. So uh, it's, you have a micro oxygenation that we realize after two three years uh, you, you use the, the amphoras, they get more or less same quantity of oxygen like a cask. So we uh, we have micro oxygenation. Uh, we we don't bury them because of the uh, transpiration more uh, you have more oxygen inside if you, you don't bear them uh, so um, is the reason we're using uh, them and the isu isu in the roman times in barada they were used as well so not only to keep the wine but also to keep the olive uh, olives and uh, was no plastic in that time so <laughs> they worked more with the natural products of course they had no chance but do you uh, this one it comes from amphora so uh, do you sulfur it? Do you consider it a natural wine? Uh, we, we don't sulfur uh, much our uh, wines because uh, when you work with a grape variety like Baga, you have so much tannins that, in fact, the, the sulfur, they fight with the tannins. And uh, because if you use, uh, we use a little bit of sulfur, with, I mean, with, I don't say we don't use, but we use very limited quantities because, uh, in fact, the, the sulfur can uh, extract too much the tannins of the wine, of the grapes, that is not s good, and can limit it the malolactic fermentation that I want uh, to do. So, uh, in fact, we use only the sulfur after the malolactic a little bit to protect the wine for the aging. Uh, we also like uh, very uh, pointed wines without no mistakes or uh, dirty style. So we, we use a little bit of uh, sulfur to keep them uh, and... Um, uh, we age it uh, in amphoras normally uh, 9 to 12 months maximum. Uh, but in the cask, we, we live normally one year and, uh, and off. So it's 18 months on the, on the, on the casks. Why the difference? Uh, we, we use for the Nossa the more aging because it's a wine uh, with more structure. So it's, a, it's from our really top vineyards, uh, already converted to biodynamic. So it's uh, three vineyards uh, between 80 and 130 years old. So it's really uh, old vineyards. And we extract more. So we, we need longer time on the cask to uh, stabilize. And then we don't make any uh, fining or filtration. It's just uh, decanting and uh, in the bottle. So um, we is a kind of period to enough for the stabilization of the wine. You rack it off the leaves when you bottle, or that's uh, it? Yeah, we rack on the other leaves of yeah. the leaves when we bottle. And what about the white wines? You make some whites as well. Yes, uh, we we very we in fact we we have quite uh, a big percentage of white in our uh, property, and in fact we live in the village uh, famous for white wine production because 
we live in Oiz do Bairro. Oiz do Bairro uh, means Oiz means ice. Uh, is an ice pot. And uh, Bairro means uh, clay. So it's a, it's a vineyard east-oriented. So we have the sun morning time that protects a lot from the afternoon sun uh, that uh, kills more the acidity. So uh, it's a very uh, great terroir for the uh, white bical. Uh, and since the 19th century was uh, already um, in the first books of the area, uh, considered the best crew for the white wine. So it's, it's a kind of grand crew for the white wine in, uh, in Barada. And uh, it's a lot of uh, white clay and uh, a lot of uh, calcareous stones with a lot of fossils. So it's a very mineral soil. Uh, and you feel it in the wine. You have uh, is a bical with a, a lot of texture, a lot very creamy, uh, and very uh, very mineral, very floral. And uh, is a wine who can age very well as well. So we can drink it early, but you can also age it uh, for ten years more. Uh, we have some uh, from this first vintage, two thousand seven. It's still uh, still alive, and uh, you can uh, have a fantastic uh, um, pairing with the cheese uh, uh, from uh, Azores, from Serra da Estrela, etc. So it's a, it's a, I like the old wi white wines with the cheese. Uh, it's a fantastic combination, and in our chef's table, we always do this combination. Uh, because William makes fantastic uh, menus at home. So we have a chef's table where we receive uh, uh, people who want to visit and make appointments. So we have, uh, by appointment, a chance to receive uh, people in the proper way, uh, spending for five hours since morning time, 11 o'clock, we show the vineyards. Uh, I show the vineyard when he prepares a menu and uh, we make only the tasting with a, a pairing of... Uh, of a five-course menu that's uh, very interesting, uh, inspired in the products of uh, the season. Uh, William always uh, makes fantastic menus um, and uh, is a fantastic uh, view to the mountain, to the vineyards. Uh, so it's a, a fantastic way to discover our wines. Can anyone book at any time? Or? Yes, uh, you can book through the website. Uh, we we have a website uh, now quite well updated uh, in English. Uh, William uh, made it very well. And uh, we, you can send a message and we reply normally in two, three days maximum. Uh, we, we, we are... Uh, we give you uh, the dates that we have uh, available because, of course, we cannot do it every day, but we combine people together uh, one, two times a week. Uh, and and then we have a fantastic uh, mix of people, different nationalities, because we export 85% of our wines to 30 countries. So uh, don't be surprised to be with a Ukrainian or American or a Belgian or English, because we sell a little bit, uh, we divide the cake in many pieces. Uh, so it's a, it's a fantastic uh, choice we did, I think, since the beginning to export most of our wines. We don't sell our wines in the supermarket in Portugal, so uh, thanks to that we had wine available to uh, to export, and thanks to that we had chance to travel. And uh, this way, I found my husband. So <laughs> <laughs> travel can be good. Yeah. <laughs> so how large is this cake? Your production nowadays we we make uh, depends the vintage, but around one hundred twenty thousand bottles, more or less, is is a good size. We don't want to do much more than that maximum uh, we want maximum we our limit is 150,000 bottles we we're quite happy with this uh, size because uh, this size is enough to uh, grow uh, 
uh, our, family. our family so to keep our family uh, happy so we have a nice house and uh, we can travel uh, with them once a year so you know, we have two boys yeah. eight, eight and ten and they're very funny guys yeah. uh, one is a professional football player almost he's <laughs> <laughs> a goalkeeper Belgian you know yeah and, and then the, the other one is a is a, a winger and they both both play music and the, the guys give a, a lot of energy in the house yeah, yeah. Nice. Is that your influence, the football bit? Could be, uh, yeah. I've been football <laughs> crazy, but in Portugal, everybody's football crazy. Yeah. You, know, right? <laughs> you know, football is like religion in Portugal. Yeah, so you found the right country. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and for me, as a foreigner, to adapt in, in Portugal was nice to, to have this passion. So uh, the boys that play football, and I come all over Portugal and I meet funny people everywhere, you know. And the Portuguese, number one is football, number two is the table, number three is wine. So it's a perfect country for. Uh, an Epicurean like me, you know. <laughs> so it's easy to connect with people. Yeah, nice. Uh, and the wines from Philippe help a lot also because the digestive wines. Yeah. The wines you open the bottle, you finish it before you know. It's like shit. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> the bottles are too small, you know. Because <laughs> they have a nice tension. And it is very interesting to combine with food. There's real sommelier stuff. Yeah. And it's 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 nice it's nice when you get people coming from all over the you know, the the, the references and then they say things like which is very charming, of course. It's, a, it's like a Grand Cream Burgundy. Uh, if you think about the Chablis for the whites and the reds in a cool vintage, it's like a Pinot Noir. And in the, the warmer vintage, like a Nebbiolo, Barolo, Barbaresco, you know, it's a bit aged. Because Baga is very small and we are only at 15 growers, the Monosepage, Monosepage, yeah. right, all in Maximum, the region. Yeah. Because a lot of people say it's too difficult. That, you know, but difficult is a, is, is a challenge, you know. It's, it's not a, a difficulty. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's a difficulty to be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> you know. If, if I would think like this, I would never marry Philippe and move from Belgium to Portugal, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, when there's a way, you know, you find a way. You just have to make an effort, that's it. And I think uh, I think there's a, a new wave also of, of young girls coming up and, and they, they look at the things uh, we are doing and other guys are doing also and I think it's a good future for Bayern. Yeah, yeah. The I've people are more aware of the mm. of the, the force of, of a local grape variety adapted to a, a certain place and because this, before in Portugal, in general... Uh, people made wine to, to sell in bulk, you know, they didn't care. You know. But nowadays, the young guys who travel and come back, they start to understand also the different locations and they, they start to see that, you know, the, the concept of terroir is not stupid. It's really something that that really happens. We can show it if you ever come to visit us. When we do the micro vinification with all the amphoras, you see all the different vineyards and it's all baga and everything. The amphoras are the same. They were brought in the same moment. So you taste the wines, they're all different. And we can we can say sometimes blindly this comes from there and this comes from there because we know it's like kids we also. We start to and understand to recognize you know the, 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 yeah, the you, locations. You know, the, you feel the, the character and the energy from some vineyards. Yeah. It's, it's it's amazing, you know. And the more the more we're into this, the more obvious it is. And also the moment of picking in in some vineyards is almost always the same period of the the, the harvest. Yeah. Yeah, we know now uh, that we have to start in this vineyard and second vineyard is that because uh, uh, the maturation is every year the uh, same, same uh, it's a difference of five days maximum, but the, the, the sequence is the same. So uh, you have uh, vineyards who always mature earlier and the, uh, the vineyards who, that we harvest always the last. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's very interesting to work with Bagat also in this way because, you know, we start to harvest baga like around 13 of uh, September. Uh, and the last vineyard normally we harvest 25 of September or beginning of October. So it's, uh, it's like 
10 days uh, we, we, we can do a very good job because uh, we don't have so much pressure to harvest fast so because uh, every, everything is, uh, is it can be done on, on this speed. Uh, uh, because we don't have all the same in the same uh, vineyards in one village. So we have some vineyards in one village, some vineyards in the other village, some vineyards in the other village. So uh, by having different uh, periods of maturation, we can uh, have a good uh, time of, for harvest. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a very good. And we don't depend uh, if he's, if you have a problem of climate in that uh, some years, we, we are safe because part of the grapes are already at home. So... Is a um, uh, fantastic. Uh, is one of the reason we wanted to have vineyards in different villages, because we then we can have always Baga uh, uh, good quality. Uh, because even if one vineyard is not good, so we don't we include in the in the blend of Massa. No. It's so, nice uh, when we do the blends. It's always funny because you taste the different uh, vineyards next to each other. It's a bit like a like a chorus, you know, with a cappella. One starts to sing, another one joins, another joins, and they all sing the, sing, sing the same song, but it gets warmer, it gets rounder, and, and it's the same with, with these bag expressions from the different locations. You know, one is very good, another one is good, but then when you put them together, it gets it gets more homogeneous. Yeah. It's really funny. And now we have one village where the most of our vineyards are located, and this is like the, the backbone, and the other vineyards are the pepper and salt, you know, they, they balance. And this is nice now. Really, I think the last two, three years we made a, a very big evolution in. Yeah, thanks to having fantastic vineyards and also to work biodynamic, so it mm -hmm. helped a lot for the structure of the tenants. So we we are able to harvest uh, on the moment we like uh, because uh, the tenants are more homogeneous. So is uh, is one of the big advantage of uh, of uh, biodynamic. You work we, you work hard during the year, but then at the harvest you have fantastic moment and because yes. you see the, you compare with the neighbors it's completely different you have the tenants ripe not heterogeneous so we have we make much less green harvest because uh, the maturation is much more homogeneous and this this really stands out in the cool of vintages and you see because you know the the vineyards are more in balance and in the cooler vintage this is really you know a big contrast with before because this is very smooth and when you when you work, uh, say uh, conventional, it's not like this, you know. No, we 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 feel it now. We we know because we see it. So how, big... What's the vintage? Have they changed a lot? Like how... since but, 2015, you see yeah, a big difference. Yeah, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 was all good. 14 was difficult because of the rain, and you know, 2014, second of September, start the rain, and it rained until I think 25 of September. Yeah. So we and we, I just we moved from to... Belgium, and I wanted yeah. to go back to Belgium because you know, <laughs> I said I might have to. Stay. Stay the rest of my life with a depressive woman is not possible, you know, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 14, 14 was the last uh, bad thing that we had in Bairada. Yes, yeah. uh, we had difficult. rain a full September. Was very, the whites were good, but the reds, it started to rain and didn't stop. It, so, uh, big disasters. Uh, we lost a lot of product. But luckily, since 15, it's been very good uh, vintage uh, so far. We're quite happy with the uh, evolution, and uh, we have to think uh, in the in ten years we have always one difficult uh, harvest, and uh, was fourteen. I hope in uh, <laughs> is, 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 uh, we have some good harvest until uh, the next one <laughs> to uh, to have a good uh, stock of, of wine. It's, it's always difficult to have stock of wine because uh, we have uh, fortunately a lot of. Uh, 
demand from our wines because we also uh, sell to many countries. So, but um, is 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 good to have a little bit of stock to uh, to have a safe year when you have a, a bad vintage. <laughs> What are your biggest markets? Which countries? U.S. Uh, U.S. Yeah. Uh, Nowadays, market, yeah. Uh, in the last three years, I became U.S. But uh, not with the national importers, so with five uh, local uh, distributors. We have uh, one in New York, uh, and uh, one in Boston, one in, in uh, Washington, and uh, one in, in San Francisco, and one in uh, Oregon. Oregon. So it's quite divided, so we're not dependent on one uh, importer. Is, uh, because the U.S. is so big, so is, uh, we found it more easy to work with the... Uh, With a local distributor, because then you have a straight connection with the with person who is selling your wine, and a lot of them they they come to visit us, so uh, we have a much uh, yeah. better connection. They represent uh, always. Uh, uh, I say this one wine growers from all over the world, but all special characters. It's fun also for us when we yeah. go there. We meet, you know, it's like a big family. Yeah, the special characters from Italy and from Spain and from yeah. Germany and Austria, whatever you know, the, even Australia, and Canadian guys and. And it's really fun to, to meet these people because we all share the same philosophy and we are not competitors, in fact, because everybody stands for his own project. But there's a nice exchange of ideas and stuff and it's really, really, really nice. And this is the thanks to US market, in fact, you know, yeah. because it's very open market. Huh? It's getting more open to Portuguese wines. Yeah. Uh, it's now paying more for the wine. It was a good, a good evolution. It's generally been a good evolution for Portuguese wines or for for the export. Yeah, for, of the uh, for us, you know, in the, we see in the last five years was a big evolution. I think people are more uh, open to 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 pay for the the, the authentic wines uh, and curious to know and uh, ambassadors and you know getting is getting. Mm. Of course, is. It's a long way to go still, but uh, you see a very big evolution of, uh, of the yeah. market, uh, especially in US, Canada, uh, Germany, Germany uh, Nordic countries also, uh, Norway, Sweden and uh, Finland. We, we sell also in Denmark, so it's, it's, quite, uh, you, it's getting more um, easy to, to sell the wines. Yeah, people look for wines with identity, yeah. You know, they want something special, and then yeah. if it's, uh, you know, we come back to the same story with an identity which expresses a certain mm -hmm. location, certain grape varieties, what they look for. Yeah, and yeah. one of the big advantage I, I think, is because uh, also the Portugal started to receive much more tourism. I think this was also important for uh, getting the wines more known in the public. And uh, you see much more people asking from... Uh, to visit us and you know is why we started this uh, system to have uh, all together one two, two times a, a week because I think it's very important to receive people but when you receive receive it very well so uh, not just one hour or half an hour but receive a, a full experience I think it's very important it's, it's interesting to see when you show the Portuguese wines can match with a different kind of food some people think Portuguese wine should be only with Portuguese food it's not like this you know you You know, there's a nice thing about gastronomy, you know, it's international. You can, for, for Nordic countries, it's obvious that Asiatic, Asiatic food goes well with Austrian wines and German wines, but this is not common in the world. Yeah. So, so you know, there's a lot of work still to do around this food and wine pairing because, uh, you know, Asiatic food would be, uh, and you go into the sweet and sour stuff and the salty things, then you have to go to alcoholic wines, you know, from Australia and the New World or big Zinfandels from California. There's nothing wrong with this to get the spiciness. But if you look for elegance, you, know, you come automatically uh, Atlantic coast. And, you know, if in France, uh, the Muscadet, the Loire and everything, you know, you come down, you come in Galicia, you come in Bahada, 
the cellars and everything because you have this this salinity and wines with a, a, a nice tension all the time. It's, it's fun, you know. And this this a lot of people are like oh. Could not imagine a Portuguese wine with this kind of fruit. Or just the yeah. same, you know. You, you should not think in Portugal. You should think in a certain style of wine. So you make a lot of different uh, styles of food. What is it? No, I see. I follow the seasons. So, yeah. It's a thing I like to do in summertime because you say it, when you have a. I was raised in, in a classical uh, French gastronomy way of thinking. You know, tomato and wine doesn't combine. So perhaps tomato and wine not, but tomato and strawberry and wine combines. So I make a gazpacho in summertime from tomatoes from the garden with strawberries from the garden and then we do this with the the baga on the on amphora because you you have the, the softiness and the fruitiness which stands out and then the fruitiness there's the link and you have the natural acidity from the wine and the natural acidity from the tomato and you have the link with the, the sweetness of the strawberries and this is really it's, it's turning in the mouth you know it gives it a nice uh, texture this is you know it's It's fun. Yeah, I never heard of a combination. Sounds very interesting. You should come over, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you're also part of this uh, Bog of Friends uh, mm -hmm. organization. Has that helped, or what's what is it? In fact, um, uh, was the idea came from us. I proposed it to uh, other colleagues because, in fact, uh, I think it's important in that moment in 2010. Uh, When we started the group, uh, Baga people people didn't believe still about Baga in uh, in Barada. Was very few producers believing it. Okay. My father and uh, and a few other ones. And uh, so we 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 thought that uh, if you put the group together, we could make more voice uh, to give attention to Baga and Barada. And uh, and it worked quite well. So uh, we do it like we try to do once a year an event. Uh, we we did a fantastic tasting in London to start with, and uh, so now every year we receive people. We invite people from uh, all over the world, ten guests uh, who come to to visit the growers and uh, to show around the vineyards and uh, the cellars and different styles of the same grape and. It, it helps a lot. So after, I mean, almost 10 years, uh, we see now Baga is more fashionable in Portugal because in the in the in the past Baga was was not so well uh, regarded uh, because it was a difficult uh, grape variety to understand to start. But now it changed quite good in a good way. And also, of course, I think the fact that uh, Portugal got, uh, got much better uh, restaurants uh, with Star Michelin. And uh, a lot of uh, much more sommeliers uh, involved in the restaurants. So uh, they, they started to suggest much more Baga wines because, uh, of course, like William was saying, the pairing wine and food, Baga is fantastic for some pairings. And uh, so it was is as with the position of a sommelier, regions like uh, Bairrada, Colares, small regions that were a bit lost, uh, they are coming back on spotlight. So... Uh, Is a, is, a, is a good evolution of Portuguese wines uh, right now because as we have a lot of tourism, we have much more market, better restaurants, and thanks to the better restaurants, we have uh, we can serve more diversity of wines, not only two or three regions that are the biggest ones, but also the smaller areas like like us. So uh, was a, is a is a big evolution in the last 10 years, I think, with the bag of friends and also. The fact that we have much more sommeliers working yeah. uh, at high level in Portugal as and well. Young young sommeliers went to work abroad. They're coming back now, and they this, if they worked in London or New York or even here in Oslo or in Copenhagen, you know, these guys come back and they have a open view on the wine world. And they they try to uh, so they were saying that they try to fix a certain style of wine. So they think Barolo and they serve 
bagger. <laughs> or they think like a, a Chardonnay, Côte de Bonne, and they, they serve a Bical or in Cruzado or whatever. You know, they, they think differently and they, they satisfy the customer much more like this. If you're a foreigner and you go to a two-star Michelin in Lisbon and they serve you a Cabernet Sauvignon from Alentejo, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's not the experience you're looking for. If they serve you a, a Colares or a Barada wine, it's like, wow, what's this? You know, people are really blown away. And then the sommelier got much more satisfaction this, the customer satisfaction, and also the owner, because the profit is better on our wines <laughs> than on these big labels. <laughs> you, I think most people want the experience, so yeah. the yeah. local experience when yeah. they go. Yeah. And it's funny also, also the... The, the good thing with the new, the, the young generation chefs in Portugal, they traveled also and they're coming back and they, they look at the traditional dishes and they make it with a twist, you know, they bring more acidity into this and they, they make it lighter and you know, they, they do a lot of good things, you know, because there's a lot of good products. Imagine Portugal is a fantastic climate, you know, if you have the Atlantic and you have the continental climate in, in one country. And the nice thing is you can grow whatever you want with climate, but in the old days, the north of Portugal was parsley, the south of Portugal was coriander. <laughs> no, really, it's, it's so, you, you know, when you see the herbs used in the kitchen, when you go to a traditional place, you see you're in the south because it's coriander, you're in the north because it's parsley. This is changing now. The young, young guys, they, they know they can, they can use fresh herbs, they can use a big diversity of vegetables and stuff, and it's, it's really nice. There's a, there's a new scene coming now the last three, four years on here. Yeah. And then you feel it as a, a big thing happening in, in Portugal now, really. It's, it's very interesting. And it's, it's thanks to the young guys who travel and then they, they learn here in the north of Europe or US and they, they come back and they have another view and they really improved a lot. There's a big, big change going on. But that was a little the same for you. Yeah, You traveled a lot before mm. you mm. came home and started your own wiring. Yep. Yeah, we, uh, in fact, uh, I'm a chemical engineer, so I have a, a very generic education that was very good. So um, it was one of the advantages for me uh, also to, to change to biodynamics. So if you see a lot of people with education of viticulture in Portugal, I have uh, some people working with me in the team in the past, and they were quite critical to change to biodynamic. And by having a, my broad education, I could be more flexible to change. So uh, I could read the, the books from uh, Pierre Masson and uh, have uh, traveled the world to learn about this way of viticulture and change uh, in Portugal. So I also traveled to, uh, yeah, I worked in Australia uh, in the beginning and I worked in Bordeaux. Uh, but I, I keep on traveling. So thanks to uh, William also, we had a chance to visit a lot of uh, fantastic growers like uh, Clos Rougeard and, and a lot of uh, Burgundy producers as well, like... Uh, Domaine Le Fleuve and uh, uh, Rousseau and uh, Fourier, Dujac. So we have, I had a chance to, to taste a lot of wines from the barrels with them and have good shots uh, with them. And uh, of course, this exchange of experience made a huge evolution for us as well. So uh, we, we learn. Uh, it's always better to learn with the, the good ones. <laughs> yes. Seems like it's a good time in Portugal now. Yeah. Th this sort of, uh, were you very early when you came back after traveling or was that? Uh, we, um, I, I travel uh, from uh, 98 to 2001 and then uh, uh, working abroad. And then, uh, but I, I always, since 2006 we are together, we always, every year we go to visit growers. So uh, uh, every year we go to, uh, to have uh, mm. 
you know, you cannot stop learning. I think it's important to keep on learning and go to visit growers. Of course, in the beginning, I, I travel. When I travel, I work it abroad uh, six months or nine months or and was a good income for me as well. Uh, but um, when, as I started my own winery, I could not do it anymore. So because uh, I had to do the wine and the export sales. And so as a, a small grower, we have to do a little bit everything. So uh, you have to uh, to be the viticulturalist, uh, the winemaker, the sales, uh, uh, the logistics. And, you know, you have to do a little bit everything. Now I have a great help of William that does much more the marketing and the uh, the the website updating that is, I think is very good. So I, I imagine I'm working since 2001 in wine business. I never had a diploma. I never had a something printed because I in this I also okay. are completely green. I ha I hate to print things uh, because I prefer to update a website than to uh, to print something. Yeah. Uh, I never have a presentation on paper. Never, ever in the last almost 20 years but just having a good web page is not that common still among wine growers it's there's a lot of wine growers who have no web page or a very simple one mm. unless it's a big big producer well, they're, they're farmers yeah, yeah. they're farmers I guess. <laughs> for them it's obvious it's obvious it's all normal you know <laughs> it's when you have a big amount of things to sell then you have to be uh, you know yeah become really sales but for us it's you know in fact you you're not you're not selling it you're sharing your passion it's, you know of course you sell it to make a living but it's not you know we, we live well because we live we live our passion sure yeah. and you know it's a good help uh, to have a good website because uh, most of your emails are already answered you know <laughs> you have an <laughs> importer yeah. asking technical fish and of yeah. this wine and this wine yeah. of this wine and, and then now uh, we can <laughs> say just Let's go go to the website. website. You can download the. Yeah. We took, we took some time fish. to do it well, but now it's fixed finally. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it saved your time yeah. a lot. And it's also so. thanks. It's thanks. In fact, it's thanks to the Norwegian uh, demands for the monopoly. <laughs> this is so detailed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We use it the the, the <laughs> frame from the from the Norwegian. This one. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good. Because there something. are so many questions. We are like, oh my god, you know. I mean, Vinification and all the We spent so much time on this, but now it's done. Right. Is then yeah, it's uh, done, and now it works for everybody. It's perfect. For two, three years ago, it wasn't legal to put this uh, info on the importer website in Norway. It it's it has become illegal two years ago. Oh, look, <laughs> you yes, had to yeah. go to Vinmonopol to figure it out and ask someone. So, uh, but first, it worked perfectly. The questions yeah. they asked it was was a pain, you know. And you were like, oh my god, what's this? If I go back to see the analysis, now now it's it's there. You know, the, whatever guy from Canada, you just watch from the website. Oh, thank you. Why? It's very detailed. Yeah. Okay. I had the same experience. I was looking at it. Wow, everything is here. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's just what you want. Yeah. Okay. Thanks to you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's the advantage of traveling and selling wines uh, a lot of, uh, everywhere. So, uh, because the, then you get more evolution also. We, we speak with uh, more clever people than you and uh, then you, you can make it. Yeah, you learn a lot. Huh? Yeah, we learn a lot. I'm glad Norway could contribute. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, it it's, seems we have uh, reached the end. So, uh, thank you very much for coming. It's been thank great. You. Thank you. Hope to see you in Portugal. Yeah. <laughs>